Hey, it's your pal Amazing Alfred here from Comic Book Characters, and if you want to follow us along week to week, please feel free to do so at www.facebook.com forward slash kneelbeforepod. That's K-N-E-E-L-B-E-F-O-R-E-P-O-D, kneelbeforepod. Or you can email us directly at cbcharacters at gmail.com. That's cbcharacters at gmail.com. <laughs> Alfred here, and on this issue of Comic Book Characters, Ig and I discuss casting news for DC Comics and Warner Brothers' new film, Suicide Squad. And we dare to answer the question that's on everyone's mind. Will Oprah Winfrey join the DC Comics movie universe? We then bamf over to Fox Studios and discuss Nightcrawler in the upcoming film, X-Men Apocalypse. Finally, we discuss the bright future for Hollywood rising star Chris Pratt as he received Man of the Year honors at Harvard University. Ears open. Let's do it. Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of Comic Book Characters. Uh, that's right, that's the uh, that's the name we're going with. Uh, we had some trouble last week, a bit of a snafu, uh, where we uh, had a little trouble with the name, but we got that all figured out, we got that all resolved, and uh, we're going with this one, Comic Book Characters. It's a new podcast. Uh, this is your co-host, Ig, and joining me over there in Texas is... Al, hey, this is Alfred. Uh, uh, pleasure to see you guys again this week. Comic book uh, character CBC down with the CBC. Down with the CBC. Uh, we will not uh, go into the name that we chose last week, but uh, you know we uh, we chose a name which, by the way, was really good. I mean, I I well was I mean, was pretty spectacular, and I came up I came up with that name. Yeah, it's such a completely good on my own. Yeah, and I, we 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 didn't even we didn't even like look into whether this name was taken because it just seemed so improbable <laughs> that yeah. it would be taken. Yeah. And then of course, after we record the episode, I'm like, well, let me just Google this. And I discovered that <laughs> uh, it's taken anyway. So we didn't want to steal anyone's thunder. So anyway, here we are with comic book characters. Uh, we are the two characters in this comic and uh, join us. Won't you? Yeah. <laughs> that was my plea. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna like take that little bit and just play that at the beginning of every podcast from now on. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, That's dude. Good. So we're um, the weekend. Uh, we're gonna try news. and like look yeah. into the weekend comic book news. Yeah. Um, not like huge major news this week, like Spider Man joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But there were some. Don't some, get bigger uh, than that, little... yo. <laughs> You're are you doing like two characters here? <laughs> it's called comic book characters, right? So let's. Okay, so you're like the hype man for Yo, yourself. Yeah, I'm just like okay, I'm doing the running man in the background, you know, <laughs> pump it up. <laughs> so let's get into some of the some of the news. Like I said, not not the biggest news, but you know, we had some stuff, and one of them um, was uh, related to the movie Suicide Squad, which looks really interesting. Yeah, uh, it's a DC movie, and we've you know. Everyone's really paid more attention to the Marvel movies right. the last couple of years. Yeah. This one looks pretty interesting because it's not only a DC movie, but it involves D 
DC villains as the protagonists, um, including one of the biggest characters in the DC universe, the Joker, who uh, will be played by, or at least it seems like will be played by Jared Leto. Right. Uh, but Al, do you want to tell us uh, what the news was this week yeah. with uh, some of the casting news? Happy to get into that. Real quick, just throwing this out here. How old, without looking on the internet or your phone, mm. how old okay. do you think Jared Leto is? Oh my God. Is he like... Is he like Pharrell or for real? I never know how to pronounce Pharrell. his name. Who's like four, 40 and looks like he's, I don't know, 16? Yeah. I'm guessing he's one of those guys. Or he's just like a Botox or some shit. I'm going to say Jared Leto. Late 30s. Yeah. Do I have to, do I have to say a number? Do I have to say like uh, an actual number? I mean, go ahead. Yeah, throw a number 30, out there. 38. Okay. 43. <laughs> no, that, not too bad. I was yeah, within five he, years. But he looks but like he's crazy. like 30. So he is the white Pharrell. Yeah. He, for real. Pharrell? I still don't know how to say his Pharrell. name. He, yeah, I he, thought the whole point of his name was that it was, that it said for real. For like real? That was like what is. Yeah. I thought that's why it was spelled that uh, way. Is it not? Am I Pharrell? wrong? Yeah, it's Pharrell. Um, okay. Anyway, Jared but, Leto. 43-year-old uh, Jared, Jared Leto will who play looks, the Joker. looks younger than either one of us. Jared Leto. He does. Yeah, he really does. He does. And Pharrell, so does Pharrell. Uh, so does Pharrell. Mm-hmm. He, I don't know if he's going to be a good Joker. I'm still on the fence with Jared Leto. I thought he was good in Dallas Buyers Club. Haven't seen it. But, uh, Need to okay, see it. well, it's good. I, I like the movie. Yeah. It's a little It's a little weird because they take a lot of liberties with the actual actual story of what happened. But mm-hmm. it was still a, a, a good movie, and Jared Leto's good in it. Um, but, man... I think it's. I think that's a tough role to step into after what what Heath Ledger did with that. Yeah. With that character, I mean, that, totally that is true. really tough to follow. And on top of that, you know, the other person to play that character, at least in a movie, was Jack Nicholson, who did a completely different take on it, but was equally as as awesome. Yeah. Um, and so and that'll be that. to see like where Leto goes with it. Yeah. Take it. Take it one step further. Look at the who played the Joker on the 1960s Batman TV show. Oh. Cesar Romero, right? And that guy... Yeah, I know. I mean, widely regarded as a legend as well, in his own right. So you just have this lineage of, of people really setting the bar pretty high. Uh, yeah. You know, Leto, didn't Leto so, win a Best Supporting Actor last year? So, I mean... He, he did. Uh, I guess but, they, you know, he's a- they think he has the chops for it. Um, the interesting thing about Suicide Squad, just as a, as a quick re... Uh, Re, uh, I can't think of the word. Reintroduction? Reintroduction, Reintroduction for people re, that, yeah, that aren't that familiar with them. They're basically like an evil Avengers. They're a bunch of reformed villains uh, that are working for the government to sort of pay off their debt. And they're supposed to work together as a team to, you know, solve problems and crimes and whatnot. And uh, so I don't know if so the who, Joker... Do they fight... Right. They fight, like, worse villains? Yeah. Who are they fighting against? This, yeah, other villains or worse villains. I mean, I actually, I think... I'm, I suspect that the Joker is actually going to be the antagonist or villain yeah. in the movie, um, <clears throat> which, of course, is going to lead to some nice storytelling opportunities with um, Harley Quinn. I'll show you. Starting tomorrow, you'll see I'm just as sane as anybody. Gee, what's wrong with that? Knew I shouldn't have worn this outfit. It's so out of style, it's growing mold. I probably look like a total geek. Who I'm sure everyone knows who Harley Quinn is. Uh, she's probably the most popular female uh, comic book character out there, maybe other than right. Wonder Woman. Um, 
<clears throat> but they have like a romance, like a love interest kind of storyline going with them. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I didn't see Dallas Buyers Club, of course, which is the movie where Jared Leto won uh, for his performance. Uh, and it is going to, you're right, it's going to be so hard to follow in the footsteps of Heath Ledger and what he did in The Dark Knight Rises. So do, or, so we, we got to get to the casting news, though. What, <clears throat> right, what is right. The, what is the big news this week? So the big news is that originally Tom Hardy was attached to Suicide Squad, uh, which is going to be coming which, out. again, another actor playing another. <laughs> right. He was Bane. Comic book character. Like, right. He already he was Bane, which, of course, he was unrecognizable as Bane, but still. Right. It's like, are they? can they just not find enough actors to play these characters? Anyway, he dropped out. Yeah, he dropped uh, out, and then, supposedly due to scheduling conflict. Uh, don't know if that's true or not, but uh, he dropped out, and they, then uh, they apparently approached, uh, I read somewhere that they approached uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, and ultimately he passed on the role. Uh, and then he, they approached Joel uh, Kinnaman. Uh, Joel Kinnaman, who's probably most well-known for a TV show called The Killing, that kind of has a cult following, and more recently he was in the new RoboCop reboot. He was RoboCop, mm-hmm. so um, that's if you want to see. They're Joel playing Kinnaman's the character, work, you know. Yeah, they're they're playing the character of Rick Flag, right? Yeah, Rick Flag for Joel uh, Kinnaman, Rick who's essentially like the um, Nick Fury of the DC universe. Is that fair to say? <clears throat> I don't know if he's like of the whole DC universe, but he kind of has a Nick Fury ish type role in that he's very tactical and he's always trying to outsmart people, and he's also you know, not necessarily endured with a lot of powers, uh, but but he's like a savvy, capable dude, and he's kind of the right. leader of the Suicide Squad. So, kind of in the way he, Nick get, he gets by on his, uh, yeah, he gets by on his like, uh, I don't know, I guess on his wits, he, the way he, on yeah. his wits, yeah, yeah, uh, whatever. But anyway, so so no Tom Hardy, no Tom Hardy, Hardy out, Hardy out. <laughs> Hardy out. Yeah. So, well, we, I mean, this movie already has like a lot of pretty big time actors in it. Yeah. Like, you I got mean, Will, got... Will Smith mm-hmm. going to be playing Deadshot, apparently. Yeah. You got Harley Quinn, who's like a pretty cool female character, which, you know, you can always use more of those in comic books. Yeah. Um, a pretty strong female character. Yeah. Um, and so this, I don't know, this should be interesting. Margot Robbie, by the way, playing Harley Quinn. Mark. Okay, Margot right. Robbie from um, uh, Wolf on Wall Street. Uh, but this sounds, yeah, it sounds interesting. I don't know if it's going to be able to recreate the success of Guardians of the Galaxy because, you know, those are obviously heroes. These right. are, I guess, anti-heroes. I don't know what what can you even it's, call them. It's really point? weird. Yeah, Suicide Squad. Uh, there's not really a team like them. There's a team called the Thunderbolts in Marvel that sort of does the same thing. I don't think it does it quite as well. But there's not really a lot of other templates for what the Suicide Squad is because, I mean, you have these, these they're villains. They're straight-up villains, right? They've done a lot of mm-hmm. messed-up things, killed people. They were caught. They're, you know, this is their penance. So I don't know how that's going to translate to a movie or exactly what they're going to do with it. But, uh, you know, they do have a great cast. Uh, you've got... Uh, the So... The, the reason the Suicide Squad even exists is it's a government agency, right? It's a government-based thing. Right. And, and the, the leader of that faction of government is a character named Amanda Waller, um, who is rumored to be played by one of two people. I'll name one. You can name the other. 
<laughs> okay. Either yeah. way, one I, is way more interesting than the other. They're both. I, <laughs> anyway, I mean, it's just like I feel like maybe they could either either one of them could pull it off, but it's just really interesting. Uh, Viola Davis uh, from The Help is one is one of them, yeah, and she yeah. I I'm she's a great actress. She's proven that uh, time and time again. I'm sure she would do well in the role. The other one is. The other one is uh, Medea from the Medea movies, I believe. Is it? Uh, no, it's no. actually Oprah Winfrey, which who had you know had a role in the Medea movies. Did but, she? Uh, yeah, Oprah, I, yeah. No I mean, Oprah would be amazing, though. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I might go watch this movie just to see Oprah in a comic book movie. Yeah, like, that would be kind of crazy. Like, but, what uh, if what if you could travel back in time and go to Oprah just after the color purple? Uh, had been released, right. and yeah. and and just told like, her, yeah. you are going to be a comic book character in like thirty years. Yeah, in, in a movie called Suicide Squad. In a movie called Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah, that's tremendous. She, I don't, she would have been surprised. I, I I'd love to see Gail's reaction. Gail would have been like, no, <laughs> right. No, anyway, no uh, no Suicide honey. Squad. Um, Interesting. I mean, we, there's not a whole lot of information about these movies, but I'm I'm curious to see how they how they pull this off. Just as I'm curious to see how Marvel does Sinister, Sinister, Sinister Six. Six. Sinister Six, right? Especially if like Spider. I mean, I would think Spider Man's in it. If he's not, then I really have no idea how they're gonna pull that movie off. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. I mean, like I was telling you off the air, mm-hmm. it's interesting to have these movies where you have the villains as the protagonists. It's a way to kind of get to know these characters more. But also, if you're kind of trying to, you know, at some point cheer for them, uh, it introduces a bit of kind of moral ambiguity to it and, right. and, and makes these characters a little bit more three-dimensional than just the standard kind of, you know, good and bad comic book storyline. So I think, you know, anytime you can get that um, into That gray stories, area. It's, it's going to make, yeah, it's yeah. going to make the storytelling stronger. So Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Let's let's move on to some other news okay. this well, week. One last um, thing, actually, just to, yeah, to, go for to, it. To, if you don't mind, uh, to kind of throw back to what we were talking about last week with casting and sort of unconventional casting, we do have Will Smith as Deadshot. Deadshot's traditionally a white character in the comic. Uh, he's obviously Will Smith is black. Um, not a lot of backlash, though. I mean, when that got announced, there was some a little bit of spattering on the internet and whatnot. Of course, there's always going to be at least a little bit, but... For the most part, people are like, okay. So, you know, I feel like... It's, maybe- all, it's, in, it's like all over the place, isn't yeah. it? It's like you can do... Deadshot is fine. Uh, <laughs> Kingpin you know, is the fine. Guy from, <laughs> Kingpin's fine. Yeah. Human Torch is fine. Human Mostly. Torch? Am I, did I yeah. get that right? Yeah, you didn't call her Flamer uh, for once. That's good. I, I didn't call him the Flamester. The fl- the uh, Black Stormtrooper, though? Uh-uh. <laughs> no. Like, what? I don't. Yeah. I, I just don't get it. Yeah. I mean, I get. I mean, I, I, I don't agree with it, but I at least I understand that like James Bond is a huge, you know, character, and like people would lose their shit over it. I mean, I don't agree with the fact that people would get upset by a black guy playing James Bond, but right, yeah, it's kind of all over the place to me. It's like people seem to be okay with it if it's maybe a big enough actor, maybe, or I, like maybe a character they don't care about. Yeah, but I, don't I still know, don't understand why one stormtrooper yeah, out of one, like millions one, of stormtroopers, one anonymous miscellaneous stormtrooper, right? Like, <laughs> right? Who we who we don't even know at this point if he even is a stormtrooper yeah. or if he's like stolen the suit and is like trying to get away from them. We have no idea, right? 
And that like just brought the internet to its knees. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, at least we have another example, though. And, and it's good because, you know, so far we've been talking about Marvel a lot, what Marvel Studios has been doing. And, and, and even Fox and, and on the Marvel side in terms of their progressive casting. Well, now we have a Warner Brothers DC movie doing the same thing. So kind of like yeah. you said last week, it's like if, if, if as, as audience members, we, we show that these movies can still be profitable, then they're going to keep doing it. You know, they're just going to keep being more progressive as time moves forward. So hopefully, uh, you know, that continues. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see Will Smith in this type of a role, too, yeah. because Will Smith, any movie you've seen with Will Smith, probably, I don't know, since maybe early on in his career, he is either the very clearly the protagonist in the movie or, like, one of the two main protagonists. Right. He's, I mean, right? I mean, we haven't really seen him much in a kind of ensemble cast, so it'll be interesting to see how they do this with him. Um, and if that means Deadshot is going to have a pretty major role in this movie, I mean... Yeah. He's not the kind of guy who's, who's generally signs on to play like secondary characters. Right. Um, yeah. Well, ironically, he doesn't tend to, Will this going back to Will Smith doesn't typically do ensemble except for the movie where he was quote unquote discovered, which was independent. Oh, right. So, uh, I mean, he No, that was not the movie where he was discovered. Uh, well, Fresh Prince he, of Bel-Air. He was discovered on Fresh Fresh <laughs> <laughs> No, but he did a movie. Um, and I can't remember the name of it though. It was like Six Degrees of something. Is it Six Degrees of Separation? Maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was Six Degrees of Separation. That was the movie where people started talking about him as not just a sitcom character actor but right uh, an actual like movie you know uh, a guy who had range right it's funny that his career after that you know he didn't really, he just became like an action star but um right that was i remember that being the moment where people were like oh this guy this guy's got some potential like he can actually act yeah i know you're and he right played a gay character yeah. which is like something like you wouldn't expect that from will smith nowadays i don't know he doesn't really do those kind of risky roles anymore but yeah. uh you know Anyway, whatever. No, uh, you're right, though. You're I'm, right. I'm interested to see see what happens with him in this movie in particular. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's definitely got my interest. We'll see, you know, what ends up happening. They've, they've got another solid cast. That's one thing, again, like the Fantastic Four movie. It looks like, uh, you know, maybe actors and agents are seeing that superhero films, although there's probably too many of them, they're, they're legitimate career makers in a way in the sense that you know, if you if you can do a good job in one of these films, you really get noticed because people see these movies by the droves uh, in waves. Oh, yeah. and, and so it's bringing a lot of top tier talent to these films, which is great. That, that just benefits everybody. Yeah. So and we're seeing a lot of we were also talking about this a little bit off the air. A lot of foreign actors who, ah. you know, and, you know, we, we we've noticed the trend that a lot of the best actors currently working, at least male actors, I yeah. will say, doesn't it's not quite as the same on the female side, but male male right. actors tend to be from like the UK or Australia. Right. And uh, Hugh and this Jackman. Week, um, Hugh Jackman. I mean, yeah. in terms um, of comic quite books, a few of them. Colin Firth. Oh right, yeah. I mean, I wasn't even talking about comic books, but like, yeah, if you if you go into comics, you'll even, even see some of these characters. Russell, or yeah, Russell Crowe. He's in Superman. Uh, there you go. Yeah. 
And this week we have a, a new person to add to this list because yeah. uh, we just saw um, uh, there was a casting uh, news Another in the uh, X-Men, X-Men Apocalypse movie, which looks interesting. It looks cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, they casted the character of Nightcrawler. And the actor's name, I, I'd never heard of this guy, Cody Smith McPhee. KSM. Um, KSM. I guess we'll be hearing more of this guy. Uh, he's going to play Nightcrawler. Alan Cumming, who played Nightcrawler previously, and I thought was really good as Nightcrawler. Fantastic. I thought that character best, was awesome. Best character yeah. in that movie, in X2. Yeah. Definitely. Um, he was super excited about it. So I don't know if he just happens to know Smith McPhee or what. But Oh, really? Um, he was super so, excited about it. So yeah. Alan Cumming actually gave his endorsement. He did. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Well, that's good. That's Yeah. I mean, um, if you look at, I mean, uh, if you look at a picture of KSM, he he kind of looks a little bit, not a whole lot, but a little bit like a younger Alan Cumming in a way. I mean, he's kind of got, right. I don't know, just some of the same facial features, I guess. But more importantly, if you look at Nightcrawler, the comic book character, and the way he's traditional traditionally drawn, uh, this kid kind of looks like that. Yeah, uh, like if you he just looks, put, you know, he looks like he reminds me a little bit of like uh, Jay uh, Baruchel. Do you know who that is? He oh was yeah, in, uh, Jay Baruchel. Yeah. yeah, he yeah yeah he was in. Kind of uh, sounds like the, me uh, a little bit. Uh, I have a cold. Kind of sounds like, like you. Hey, I'm uh, Jay Baruchel. He, <laughs> hey guys. He was in. He was in Undeclared, which is where I first noticed him. But right, he's the Jeb, also been Judd in, Apatow. Like, uh, Judd Apatow. He's been involved in other Judd Apatow. Uh, since he was then. in the uh, the end is near. Uh, or yeah, the end or, or whatever. Or this called. is the end. This, this is, is the end. end. I this think is, is the what end. it was yeah. called. Uh, which is another Judd Apatow. I think it was a Judd Apatow movie. And anyway, mm-hmm. it had all the Judd Apatow character or actors in it. Um, by the way, complete tangent here, but yeah, why is Jay Baruchel never been considered to play Peter Parker? Doesn't the, he seem like perfect for Peter Parker? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> he's definitely good for Peter Parker. I don't know if he would make a good Spider-Man. Uh, only because he's kind of like yeah, I don't know. He looks a spy. He looks a bit. Anyway, He's, go ahead. Well, he would have to. He would have to lean up a little bit, you know, which I'm sure yeah. he can do. But he's kind of like a really not quite DJ Qualls thin, kind of gangly. He's, he's yeah. gangly. He definitely has that kind of nerdy, down on his luck, but still, uh, you know, still kind of optimistic quality to him. So I, yeah, I could definitely see Jay Brussel in it. Uh, is it Brussel or Burish? Whatever. Uh, uh, I think it's Baruchel. Baruchel. Really okay, Jay Baruchel. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that would be that would be an interesting casting. I wouldn't be against it. He's actually in a new FX uh, show called Man Seeking Woman, and hmm. I caught a little bit of an episode. And it was it was really funny. Like I thought it was really well done. Nice. Um, well, I wanted to go back to Cody Smith McPhee just mm-hmm. to kind of finish that thought. He's an yeah. Australian actor. Mm-hmm. He was in the movie The Road. He played the boy in The Road, which oh, I actually okay. saw that movie. And I, yeah. Didn't realize that was him. Uh, he was probably really young. He was in Let Me In as the character Owen, which I was probably the lead, even though I never saw that. The, American, the American version. Right. Version of, um, geez, that really awesome movie, which is uh, Let the Right One In, the Swedish movie. Which the I Swedish loved. movie. Um, uh, and Let Let Me In. I heard the also, American one was good. but Also yeah. co-starring uh, Chloe Maurice, or Chloe. Oh, what, yeah, What's her name? Right. The girl from, from uh, uh, Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass. <laughs> what, wait, what did you call it? I said badass. Yeah, badass. Um, kick ass and kick ass too. Anyway, uh, and yeah. she's great. In Chloe, both of those. Grace Moretz, Chloe Grace Moretz. Chloe Grace Moretz. Chloe Grace Moretz, who uh, also just on another tangent because that's what we do. Uh, 
Yeah. Just turned 18. We should just call this show Tangent. We should just call it Tangent. Uh, She turned 18 like about a week ago or something. And like that was a big thing on the internet. So apparently, uh, oh, that just that just got creepy. Yeah, what, I know. So what was what was happening on the? Well, there was there was a that? story. There was a story on Yahoo that was like, um, you know, that one of the most searched for terms on Yahoo.com search engine was Chloe. Uh, what's her name again? Chloe Grace Moretz. Uh, yes. Uh, nudes. Oh no! So like people like as soon as she turned eighteen, it was just like boom, internet search. That's you know. funny to me that someone could be like, you know what, she's she's seventeen years old and you know seventeen years and ten months old. It's too soon. I can't search this on Google. But right. you know, as, <laughs> two yeah. months after, they're like, bam, it's ready. By the way, if you're searching for that as soon as she turns eighteen, those photos, if they do exist. Are of her before she, she was, was 18. 18. Right, because there's no way they could... Yeah. I don't know. It I couldn't exist. I don't understand the internet logic behind it, but that's what happened. That, that is, was a that's, story. That's really creepy. Yeah. And, creepy. Uh, yeah, anyway. But anyway, so I, Kate, oh, That's crazy that she's 18. She's like seems like a little girl to me still. Well, but, yeah, anyway. she was a little kid in Kick-Ass, which doesn't seem like that came right. out that long ago, but here we are. Uh, so back to KSM. I don't know that much about him. The only thing I've ever seen him in was uh, an animated film called Paranorman. Uh, he did the voice of Norman, and I mean he was he was okay in that. It's just you know it's a kids movie. There wasn't a lot yeah. to. I it, mean it's but... it's cool that just to, that you know Nightcrawler is is a character that's going to be in the X Men movie. Yeah, so that's yeah. I think I think maybe that's the biggest news to take away from this is that we now have Nightcrawler uh, that's going to be in that universe and uh, he's know, one of the cooler story. characters yeah. really. I mean, oh. um, I'll I'll take him over Cyclops any any day. Oh yeah, twice on Sunday. <laughs> all right so okay. let's move on to okay. some other news this yeah. week yeah. uh animated news yep you want to you want to go into this one because this yeah. is kind of like your this, I know well, you're my really baby a little so. bit i really yeah. uh, i'll never get tired i could do a podcast every week just on this probably yeah you are <laughs> you are kind of a freak when it comes to this anyway go ahead yeah, guardians of the galaxy uh yeah such a huge fan how many for... times have you seen guards how many times have you seen that movie by the way uh, i'm gonna say eight Maybe maybe nine, all the way does through. It, does it get better with each viewing? There's stuff that I see that I don't notice. Now at this point, I think I've kind of gotten everything I can out of it. But I mean, there, you know, maybe on the sixth viewing, I was still seeing stuff that I didn't notice the first time. So yeah, anyway, right, let's let's get into the news and then so, and then Guardians we'll, of the Galaxy. There's we'll, going to be we'll an animated uh, animated TV show on Disney XD, which is a a television channel, of course. Um, they just released uh, today, in fact, this morning. That is, you know, we're recording this on a Wednesday. Uh, this morning. Oh, we bring you up-to-date news up-to-date on news. this podcast. <laughs> like, well, uh, yeah, they just exactly. released that three uh, people are going to be voicing three of the main characters for Guardians of the Galaxy. We have Kevin Michael Richardson, who, if anybody follows voice acting at all, that guy is... One of the, <laughs> who does? I, but anyway, well, I do. I do. Oh, you do? You follow voice acting? Yeah. All right, so what has this guy done? So Kevin Michael, Kevin Michael Richardson, uh, who's going to be doing the voice of Groot, uh, has done voices on The Simpsons, Family Guy, uh, The Cleveland Show. He's Cleveland Jr. So he's a, so he's a comedic act- actor. 
Well, he, voice. I mean, he's a, yes. he does. He's he's uh, he's played uh, the Incredible Hulk in various cartoon versions of the Hulk. Uh, you know, he's just generally considered. I think he's done Kingpin, the voice of Kingpin in Spider-Man cartoons. So this is going to be like the easiest assignment of all time because he has to show up and say, <laughs> I am Groot I am in Groot. like maybe, I don't know, 200 different ways. And then he's gone. Yeah. You know, thousand dollar paycheck, and that's it. Uh, it's more than that. But what <laughs> else? What else? Uh, well, okay, but for like a couple hours work, how much is he really getting for that? Uh, I think they don't really ch- they don't charge you by that. I mean, this is how much I do follow voice acting. So they don't they don't pay them by like the hour or anything. They pay them by the the job or the script. So it's mm. however long it takes to get that script done. Uh, well, there's a very powerful uh, voice actors union out there, so I'm sure yeah. you know they're probably lobbying. Uh, there probably <laughs> is actually, but um, no. There, but seriously, like, what the fuck is? What is that even? He must be playing other characters because he can't just be Groot. Like, what? Well, what I else? Mean, Vin Diesel what was just do? Groot. Yeah, yeah. But this is a show, right? I mean, right. This, he did that for a movie. This is like a show where he's going to do multiple episodes. Yeah. Is he just going to show up and say, "I am Groot"? I, I don't know. And just I mean, like different inflections of I am Groot. And if that's the case, why are you even spending I'll, money on a big time name? I'm, I don't oh, know. Big, uh, they, he's not they, even a big time name. No, but. he is a big time. Well, in the, in the oh, voice acting well, world. In the, in the voice actor world, which you're so fond, you're so close with. Uh, I mean, I didn't realize you followed. Yeah, Rob Paulson. Okay, so Rob Paulson, who I met and talked to before, uh, not that I'm trying to name drop, because if you don't know who he is, is it really a name drop? Uh, but Rob mm. Paulson, who was the voice of Raphael in the Ninja Turtles cartoon show back in the 80s, uh, he was Raphael. Who could forget? He was Pinky from Pinky in the Brain. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, That's pretty he's, cool. He's done a bunch of other stuff. He's actually Donatello now on the new uh, Ninja Turtles cartoon show. But Rob Paulson See, has... I hate that. I hate when, when actors play different characters, man. Yeah, I know you Just do. kidding. Anyway, go ahead. But Rob Paulson has his own podcast. It's all about voice acting. Uh, he's actually in this documentary called um, I Know That Voice, which is if you ever wanted oh, yeah. to know anything about voice acting, it's a great documentary. They interview dozens and dozens of people um, in that. And it's really good. I, I did like not that. realize you were that into you yeah. were, You're like fascinated by voice. I just think it's really cool. Has that, it. Are you in, have you ever thought about considering doing actually it? doing some voice acting? You do some uh, really good impressions. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like. Uh, I'm just getting your I, yeah, impressions. I'm, I'm, they're except, terrible. Except Bubbles. You do Bugs. a great impression of Bubbles from The Wire. That's Bubs. it. That's the only impression and, I've ever and heard you kinda do. And kind of Jay Baruchel, but that's not really on purpose. Jay Baruchel, right. That's like more of an in-person kind of experience. It's yeah. not really just the voice. It's just it's, like your whole persona. My manner, It's my whole life, really. It's your whole life. Uh, but anyway, okay, so... so Kevin Michael Richardson, that's a really big name uh, in terms of voice acting. Uh, I don't... I, I don't know what he's going to do. I mean, I, he, of course, he is going to say I'm Groot, but I don't know what else we're going to do with I'm it. I'm guessing he's going to do other characters. You don't sign one this guy if it's a big name in the in the uh, voice acting world to just mm-hmm. do Groot. Yeah. I, I don't uh, I don't know. He's going to be playing He's going to be playing everyone. He's going to be playing like the guy on the street. Yeah. Selling popcorn. He's going to be playing know. the the henchman that's next to um to Yondu, like <laughs> He's going to play all of Yondu's gang. He could do it. Yeah. Um, so there's also they uh, also released. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go they for re- it. They released uh, who's going to play Rocket. It's a guy named Trevor Duvall. 
now Trevor, I'm not that familiar with, to be honest. So I don't really okay, know so what else. He's that done. big? Okay. I thought well, you no, were... but I just I don't I don't I've never heard his name before. He's probably been in some stuff, but I of the three people that were named this morning, he's the guy I definitely don't know very much about. So. Okay, so back to Guardians. After okay. this movie came out, you even before it came out, actually, yeah. you were, I mean, uh, just hook, line, and sinker. You were like completely into this thing. Yeah. You, how much, how much Rocket Raccoon memorabilia do you own at this point? <laughs> okay. Funny you should ask. Just yesterday, I got in a full size, full scale Rocket standy. Oh, uh, God, it's dude. like a cardboard stand standy cutout, and uh, wow, yeah. Where's that going? It's uh, right now. It's on my. It's like on my wall against the wall. Wow, he's just standing there. Uh, okay, how guarding, close are you guarding my record play? To just how close are you to just getting a raccoon? Um, I looked into it. They don't allow. You looked they, into getting a pet raccoon. They don't allow it in Texas. <laughs> so you you would be happy to know. That I live next to a house, yeah, where an entire family of raccoon lives, oh, and I yeah. see them all the time. Yeah, they live up on the roof. I see yeah. them go in. There's like holes up there. That's like yeah. their house. Yeah, they had these little kids, little baby raccoons. Yeah, and uh, they would climb up the tree to go up to the top of the roof, and these kids would like fight each other, and like they would like toss each other off the top. And this is like a fucking two and a half like a, story. Like house. a, like a three stages of hell raccoon death match. Yeah. Okay. And they would come plummeting to the, to the ground and then right. just get back up and climb, climb back up. To Very the top resilient the to the raccoon. Yeah. It's crazy. They're, they're, they're amazing. And okay. So anyway, I, I'm going to kind of put I'm, you yeah. on the spot now. Yeah, please live, live on the air. What are the, what are the chances that you could acquire one of those one of those raccoons for me. Okay. There's a lot of a lot of logistics into this. First, <laughs> I'm going to have to put my life on the line. Okay. That's, that's uh, not also, a problem. Not a problem. They're nocturnal, so I'm going to have to wait. I'm going to have to be up pretty early in the morning, pretty late at night, okay. waiting for them. I'll send you I'm some. probably going to have to like plant some like really terrible trash out in the open for mm-hmm. them to come yeah. look through. Yeah. That would be kind of my trap. Yeah. And then... I'd have to corral them somehow, and then if I did manage to get one and grab one, mm-hmm. I'd have to fucking I'd have to like store that thing somewhere. Yeah. Well, that's that's a whole other thing. Let me, and then let I me, gotta. And then how do I get it to you? Let me help. Okay. Well, before we get to that, let me help you a little bit. First of all, make sure you get an anti-rabies shot before. Okay. Okay. Before idea. you do that, get, wear gloves, just like the raccoons. Mm-hmm. They have gloves. You have gloves. Yep. Um. Here's how you can sell it to your wife. Mm. And yes, uh, those out there listening in the CBC universe, unfortunately, Ig is married. He's off the market. Taken. So. Sorry, ladies. Taken. This, most, this, this, most seat, <laughs> this seat's taken. Um, yeah. This is how you can sell it to the wife. New, yeah. new Play Pal for Percival. Mm. Percival looks like a small raccoon, actually. A little bit. Maybe that's what you need to do. You need to get a, a, cat, a cat that looks like a raccoon. Okay. That's your that's your solution. That might I just be solved it for you. Solution. There's cats that look like that raccoons. That sounds a lot done. easier actually. Done. The uh, thing is the cats anyway. don't have hands like raccoons. Do. Yeah. So it's all about the hands for you. That's I could weird. just make fake hands, I guess. But anyway, okay. So Trevor Trevor Duvall, 
playing Rocket. I don't know who he is. I wish I could add more. We will post. Let's move on. Today. We got nothing to add to this except that it's cool that they're doing an animated show. Definitely, because I was a big now, fan. I'm saving the movie. best for last. Okay. Okay. We have stuff. stuff. I have stuff to add. Don't you Hit worry. It. Will Friedle is going to be playing Star Lord. This is wow. Is that a dramatic pause? Yeah. Or, what's going okay. on? Okay. All right. So maybe you don't know because I don't know. You're from Uruguay or whatever. But Will Friedle played Eric Matthews on a little show called Boy Meets World that pretty much everyone saw. And so Eric Matthews, uh, Wilfred Arrow playing Eric Matthews on Boy Meets World was Corey's older brother. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's actually, uh, he actually also did the voice for Batman uh, in um, Batman Beyond, the 90s Batman cartoon okay. show. First of all, you looked that up because there's n- unless did you know that? I knew that from memory. So you you really wow! I I'm, I'm just shocked that you're <laughs> into voice acting. I didn't know you were that deep into it. Okay, yeah. so that sounds cool. I don't know. It sounds like a it sounds like it could be an awesome show actually. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you know it always depends on how they write it. Exactly what is right. the audience? How young are they going with the audience? But. It has potential, and I just think for, you know, I don't even know what generation we're considered, if we're millennials or Gen Xers or whatever, but one thing that that people about our age really seem to like is, like, all that TGIF stuff, the Boy Meets World, Family Matters, Full House, like, referencing all that stuff. So if you take one of the main actors from Boy Meets World, which, which, again, people like our age have a real big fondness for, and you throw him in as Star Lord. I mean, you know that'll get some curious eyeballs. I think just from I, I are you being serious right now? Because there's no fucking way that that's gonna work. I can't imagine one person being like, "Hey, I'm gonna watch Gardens of the Galaxy tonight," and then be like, "Oh, really? Why? Why are you want to see it?" Oh, you know the guy from Boy Meets World is doing one of the characters. Yeah, and, and they're like, oh, oh, you mean like Corey or Topanga? Oh, no, no, uh, no, no, a secondary guy. Secondary, the brother. One of the brother, the brother guy. That is not gonna. <laughs> that is not gonna draw anyone. All right. Zero people, well, dude. But he... I hope the show's good. I mean, I don't know. I like. Hell, I, I was like a big fan of Thundercats growing up, and then they oh! did like a reboot. Dude, what? Oh the my fuck, god! Dude? I just what? totally. I just remembered. This is this is totally organic. I just remembered. Will Friedle was the voice of Lion-O on the new Thundercats <laughs> cartoon show. The one oh, you're wow. just okay, about full to circle. Reference. See, I watched that show and enjoyed it and thought it was awesome. Did not did not go to that show or get interested in it at all because of any reference to Boy Meets World, any connection to that show whatsoever. But now but, that uh, but now that but you I know. But I thought it was cool. But now that you now that know, I know if it's you a enjoy little bit it more. more special. Yeah. It's a little bit more special. Um anyway, uh let's let's move on to another uh, we're gonna we're gonna actually wrap this up, and yeah. it's a it's a really good segue because not only is this Guardians of the Galaxy related, but uh, this person that we're gonna talk about is a pretty famous actor. Drop it. Uh, hey, Adasili Kala, drop it now. Hey, cool man, no problem, no problem at all. 
How do you know about this? I don't even know what that is. I'm just a junker, man. I was just, just checking stuff out. You don't look like a junker. You're wearing rabbit of God. It's a, just an outfit, man. Ninja Turtle, you better stop poking me. What is your name? My name is Peter Quill, okay? Dude, chill out. Move! Why? Ronan may have questions for you. Hey, you know what? There's another name you might know me by. Star-Lord. Who? Star-Lord, man. Legendary outlaw. Who, um, part, you know, partly uh, became a big star because of some voice acting that he did on the Lego movie. And we're talking, right. obviously, about Chris Pratt, uh, who was Star-Lord in Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Um, I got uh, the opportunity to go cover him getting an award for Man of the Year over here in the Boston area. It was actually at Harvard University uh, by an old uh, theatrical uh, troupe organization that's the, actually the oldest in the country wow. to give out a Man of the Year award and a Woman of the Year award. I got to cover it as a reporter. And um, the Woman of the Year award actually went to Amy Poehler, who is uh, obviously uh, Chris Pratt's co-star from uh, Parks and Recreation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Pratt got um, the Man of the Year award um for mostly Parks and Recreation, because I think most of these people in this like theater troupe are like huge nerds for this show. But also because in the last year, in 2014, killed he was it. involved in two of the biggest <laughs> movies of Just the year. killed it last uh, year. Completely killed it. Uh, he was the main voice actor in the Lego movie. You don't have to tell Al this, because he knows every every voice actor in that, Hollywood. And, <laughs> and he did an awesome, he did an he awesome did job. He did great. Uh, as Emmett Burkowski, uh it was that it was actually his name in the Lego movie, but uh, did great, great job with that. Uh, that was at the beginning of 2014, and that's uh, right. Yeah, I and remember he was already after... kind of a big deal from yeah. Parks and Rec. Yeah, uh, you know, it's funny after Lego movie came out, I, I remember thinking, Man, I haven't had this much fun at a movie in so long, and it was my I was like, I really doubt anything is going to be more fun than this. This is going to be my favorite movie of the year. Yeah. Little did I and know. And then what happened? The and then what happened? Come out. Right. And but it was close. Completely I mean, rocked your world. Guardians is amazing. It, it, it did end yeah, up being my really favorite movie good. of the year, but Lego movie very very close second. Um and both starring and featuring Chris Pratt. I mean, that guy just over the last few months, including getting this Man of the Year award um from that troupe, uh you have him in the the Super Bowl bet. With Chris Evans, the, the Captain America versus Star Lord bet that oh, got a lot right, of press. Yeah. Um, Chris ended up, Chris Pratt ended up losing, of course, and graciously because he's a Seahawks fan. Yeah, right. Seahawks fan, graciously, uh, you know, paid up his end of the bet, and you know, just everyone loves him. Uh, yeah, big... he ended up visiting a Boston um, hospital, a children's hospital, mm-hmm. um, before he went to get this award uh, that I got to cover him <laughs> on. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's like if there was any doubt that he should not get a Man of the Year award, it's like he cemented it right then or that morning. <laughs> it's like, yeah. all right, guys, that, yeah, right. You, you gave it to the right guy. You know, um, <laughs> he's also being rumored uh, right now, especially since Disney now owns Star Wars. Um, they own Star Wars and Marvel, and peripherally, they also have some ownership of Indiana Jones, I believe. Interesting, yeah. And um, through through George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, and uh, I guess due to his obvious um, success with Guardians of the Galaxy, 
which is, of course, a Disney film at the end of the day, a Marvel Disney film. Uh, he's being rumored as possibly being the heir apparent to the Indiana Jones franchise. Yeah, and he was actually asked about that because uh, the I got to when I got to cover this, um, they actually had all the reporters watching, <laughs> watching the uh, I guess the show where he got the award from a separate room. They were like, we're not cool enough to be in the actual <laughs> audience. Uh, they, I mean, there were some like VIP uh, photographers and probably maybe a couple like handful of reporters who got to go inside, but you know we had to watch it on the screen. But whatever, it was cool. Um, and when he came out, he did a, a, a quick little press conference with us. It was about maybe 20 minutes. And they asked him about Indiana Jones. And he kind of played it off as like, you know, he knew about as much about it as anyone else. And uh, but but did say like that he would, you know, obviously like really be into playing that character if he could. And it makes sense because, you know, I think and I'm not the only one who's made this comparison, but mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy um I think a lot of people made the comparison that it was, it had some characteristics, some similar characteristics to the Star Wars movies, particularly the first three, not the first three chronologically, but the first three that ever came out. Right. Um, and his the, the three good ones, <laughs> the three good ones, right? right. The three uh, and and the character that he plays, Star Lord, um, uh, what's his first name? Quill. It's Peter uh, Quill. Geez. Peter Quill. Mm-hmm. Um, which I found out by the way. Oh, that's a total tangent. I'll go into that in a second, but. Okay. Um, um, Peter Quill, and he plays a character that is like very, very Han Solo. Han Solo with Jace, yeah. <laughs> Wait, where did you get a Jace from? I don't know. I keep hearing it lately. Like I, I heard it on a on a podcast like a week ago. Then I was. Reading I know some where that's article. from. Actually, that's that's why I'm surprised. Okay, it's from good. a it's from a wrestling podcast. It's from Cheap Heat. It's from Cheap Heat. <laughs> okay. And um, this guy, one of the co-hosts, came up with it, and I thought it was like the dumbest thing ever at first. And like every time I hear it now, it makes me laugh. I don't know, like, well, it really cracks thing. me up. I, you're right. That is the podcast. I couldn't remember where it was, but it's, that is the right one. And I also saw it written in like a Yahoo article the other day. There was like a like a basketball article, so I guess it's spreading. Like they actually said a Jace or a Jason? No, they said a Jace <laughs> in the article. So it's part of the lexicon now. That's I can't right. remember. It was something like Dion Waiters is J.R. Smith a Jace or something like that. Like <laughs> they were using it to compare players, but uh, but yeah, but yeah, you're right. Peter Quill is very much, in a way, I feel like a uh, not necessarily an homage, but very has a lot of similar characteristics to Han Solo. The other thing, uh, and I know you said you wanted to get back to to the Peter Quill name, but yeah, I will. Um, the opening scene of Guardians of the Galaxy, when you have Star-Lord entering that kind of ruins area and he's getting the orb, that's that's very Raiders of the Lost Ark. I mean, that whole oh, totally. scene is, is Indiana Jones. So I think it's very easy to make that, that jump or that parallel to Indiana Jones for Chris Pratt. Uh, if it ends up happening, I mean, great, good for him, and I'm sure he would do wonderful in it. Uh, I, I will say this, much better than the original idea, which was to reboot Indiana Jones with Shia LaBeouf <laughs> as as Indy's son or whatever. And then I'm like, I'm really glad that's dead and buried because that movie was that terrible. Terrible. Yeah. But uh, but so anyway, you were saying something about uh, Peter, the name Peter Quill that you found out. Yeah, I'm trying to find it, actually, because okay. um, I read it in a book. 
that uh, that's really good, by the way, if you guys haven't read it. It's called Marvel Comics, The Untold Story by Sean Howe. Uh, and it's like a it's like a great just behind the scenes of how Marvel works. And um, I'm looking it up and I can't actually find okay. the whole story. But um, but basically <laughs> the name Peter Quill is supposed to be like two names that both mean that are both like phallic or like names for dicks. <laughs> and, oh, but, man. I, like, but like it was like. They did it on purpose, and I just can't remember what the reasoning was. I'll find it and, yeah. and tell you. But um, anyway, okay. Was like well, while, while you're looking into that, um, so I mean, the thing is, the other thing is that uh, I almost called them Peter, but uh, <laughs> uh, 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 I can't think of his name now. Who's the guy? That, um, Pratt, oh, who, who? Pratt, Chris Pratt. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. my God, uh, Chris Pratt is also he basically has the lead in Jurassic World, uh, which is going to be one of the biggest movies of the summer uh, this year and is getting a lot of positive buzz early going. Uh, So really, even though I would say very earnestly that 2014 was the year of Chris Pratt, it's possible that 2015 is also going to be the year of Chris Pratt. Uh, I don't know if there's a bigger, faster rising star in Hollywood right now, male or female, it's true. Um, like he went from you know being this like kind of funny character on Parks and Rec to all of a sudden he's like a legit leading man, Hollywood leading man who can like be in almost anything. And he's got he's just got so much charisma that he can right. he can pull off. He can like he can really pull it off. He can it be seems, like he can seems, really kind of almost follow the trajectory of a Harrison Ford. I right, think. right. Or like a Tom Hanks. Like it's just he's kind of got that quality about him. And the, the one thing I really like, and of course. He's an actor, so we'll, we don't really know. But it, to me, it seems like it's really all in earnest. Like, that's just mm-hmm. really who he is. He's married to Anna Faris. Uh, she's hilarious. I feel like you couldn't marry someone like Anna Faris and be Chris Pratt the way he is if he wasn't really like that. Um, right. Like, they wouldn't make sense as a couple that way. The other funny thing, you mentioned Parks and Rec and how that's kind of where he got his start. Um, he was also on uh, a teen drama from Fox back in the mid two thousands called The OC, <laughs> where he played a guy named Che, who was like this white kind of Rastafarian guy, but it turns out his real name was actually Chester, like Wordsworth or something like that, and he was like this rich millionaire. Um, it's really odd character uh, back in the OC. Uh, but then in Parks and Rec... Do you Rec- remember him? Because I know you used to... I do. Uh, I, I, I do know, remember full, him. Full disclosure here. <laughs> You're no uh, C fan. But uh, do you remember like him this. in the show? Yeah. Well, I mean, I really liked the, the Adam Brody character. His name was Seth Cohen. I felt a very strong kinship with that character. He was basically me on television. It was kind of interesting. He's really into comic books <laughs> and uh, kind of nerdy. And uh, But yeah, I do remember Che from the OC. He was pretty much only in the last season. Um he he was good in it. I mean, it's it was the OC, so everything was way too overdramatic. But but going back to Parks and Rec, here's the, here's a funny little tidbit uh, for those that don't know. <clears throat> Chris Pratt's character on that show was only supposed to be a guest character for six episodes, the first six episodes. But much like Urkel before him, was so popular and well received that they ended up making him a regular cast member and then writing him into the show moving forward. That's funny. So, um, so I, I, I found the, 
the part where uh, in, where they talk about Peter Quill's name, and apparently, like, the idea was to make Peter Quill in the comics at least like really unlikable. So that's why he is. Uh, his name is Dick. Uh, twice, apparently. Dick, Dick. Uh, anyway, both both dicks. Um, anyway, um, it was a cool experience being there, um, seeing him. He actually got roasted by this comedy troupe, and they made fun of him. They made fun of his OC uh, character, <laughs> saying that he played a minor role in, or a a, a minor major. character who played a major role in getting the show canceled, <laughs> uh, which was pretty funny. Like it was kind of like, uh, I mean, it wasn't like the greatest roast ever. Like these were like students, obviously Harvard students, but they, they did a good, they did a good job. They made fun of him for all of his like terrible because he's been in like a ton of awful movies yeah um and they also uh made fun of a movie called deep in the valley which i, I a lot of these movies i had never even heard of if you look at his like imdb page it's a bunch of just like random shit but um they were making fun of like they made this joke it was really intricate but the uh, the punchline was essentially like audiences would demanded their refund it was way funnier than that it had more of a setup uh and what made me laugh was pratt who was like mic'd up for the thing mm-hmm. was like because uh, the joke was like people would go to the box office to demand a refund. He just goes, "Jokes on you guys! Didn't even open in theaters." <laughs> that was awesome, and I like, got a really big laugh. Um, <laughs> but when they were, you know, what was funny when they were going through like his whole resume of everything that he's done, the mm. biggest applause came from Parks and Rec. So I think like a lot of people still really um, know him and mm-hmm. recognize him from that show, um, even as big as he's gotten from these two movies. Well, um, ah, man, I wish I could remember. I think, uh, you know, and then we both had this professor, and I'm not, sh- I'm not sure if it was him. You remember, of course, Charles Ramirezberg, right? At uh, oh, awesome okay. professor, University so, of Texas. At I didn't Austin actually Grand get to have him for for a class, but I did. He did guest lecture a couple of my classes, and at one point, I want to say it was him. And I actually might be wrong. I might be attributing this to the wrong person, but. I believe he made the point that television actors, and he was talking about writing for television versus writing for features, um, but the television actors were unique in that if you play a character that's well-received by a television audience, you have the ability to connect to people on a very sort of intimate level because mm-hmm. you're coming into their home week to week versus going to a movie which is like an outer experience and you see oh, the movie that's once. That's interesting. I never it. thought of it that way. So that's yeah. probably why he got such a large pop uh, when Parks and Rec, because people people have a nice large little wrestling reference characters. there, little wrestling lingo. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're very no, versatile here yeah, on comic right. characters. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, and I don't. Um, I feel kind of bad. I'm, I feel always out of the loop when I talk about Parks and Rec because I, re- I really just never really watched that show that much, mm-hmm. um, and I should because it yeah. seems like it's really good. And like it is. I always really liked. Um, like I loved the original British Office, mm-hmm. and I really loved um, the American remake at least for the first couple seasons, mm-hmm. and then it got to a point where I just I wasn't digging it anymore, and I thought yeah. it was kind of lame. And I think because of that, um, I was scared to get into Parks and Rec, but I probably shouldn't have because from what I've heard, it's a show that that got better um, as it went on. Definitely. Um, Whereas I feel like The Office was the opposite. So I, I should give it a chance. But, um, I mean, I like a lot of the actors on it. I like Amy Poehler. I like Chris Pratt. Nick uh, Offerman love, is so good in it, I like Nick Offerman. I, uh, I, I, I love Rashida Jones to a point that's kind of um, almost... Creepy. Unhealthy? Yeah. Creepy? Yeah. Um, I like Aziz and Sorry. I mean, there's some there's some great, great comedic actors mm-hmm. on there. So, um, anyway, just to kind of wrap it up, it was a cool experience seeing him in person. 
Um, you know, you never know, and you never know really what you're getting into when it's like actors, just because. Um, you know, they're actors. They're used to playing characters, and it's hard sometimes to really feel like you're seeing the the real representation of that person. But I got to mm-hmm. say, um, and I might be totally wrong, and I might be like, uh, you know, at some point take, taking this back, but he really does come across as a pretty genuine guy and a pretty yeah. pretty nice guy and, and a very charismatic guy. And um, um, I think he's uh, I think he's got a, a ton of potential and, and a guy that I think we're going to see a lot of. And... Um, I think just because he is so big now and is going to get bigger, that's only going to that's only going to make Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, a, a bigger franchise than it was probably ever planned to be, uh, right. because now they got him kind of tied to that to that rocket ship, if you will, mm-hmm. pun intended. Yeah, uh, yeah, thanks. And um, anyway. Who knows? Maybe maybe he'll get bored of it and he'll be like, "Fuck it, I'm going to go do something way better." Right. But, so uh, you, so you would say that seeing him in person, kind of being there in the moment. That he seemed very genuine, so you would, you wouldn't say that he, you know, he was telling a fib. <laughs> with his oh my god, I did not see that coming. Oh at yeah, all. Um, we can't get through one show without doing a Sean Connery. Sean, Sean for the, for the Thanks road. for joining us there, Sean. Oh man, he's such great. a fan. Um, Just jumping over, fan. yeah. Um, so uh, I guess I'll ask, if if you don't mind, uh, what yeah. is the one or what is the most uh the biggest thing that he imparted onto you being able to see him there in person like what i understand that you said he seemed very genuine and charismatic but what what was the one thing that if you had to walk away from it saying i now feel this about chris pratt what is that thing uh, I mean, honestly, I, I don't. I mean, I hate to go back to what I just said, but that's that's kind of what I got. I mean, it's not like I got to spend a whole lot of time with the mm-hmm. dude. Like he came up and talked for maybe like fifteen, twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just, but he really does seem just like a natural. You know, he's uh, he's comfortable in front of the mic. He was comfortable in a situation that can be kind of tricky, I think, for performers because it was uh, you know him basically just having to respond. Uh, not only the questions from the press, but like while he was getting roasted, mm-hmm. um, you know, they threw a bunch of shit at him, and he always seemed to kind of come back and have a response. Um, you know, he didn't he didn't really say anything too too deep or prophetic or, uh, um, you know, I don't see him as a guy who's gonna get like too worked up into like saying anything too controversial at this mm-hmm. point. And why should he? You know, he's so he's so popular and like he's not Sean opinion. Penn, is what you're saying. <laughs> He's not Sean Penn. I don't yeah. think he ever will be. Um, you know, it's funny because Amy Poehler was um, was roasted the week before, and you know, during the press conference, I think even during the uh, getting roasted, she like made these really strong comments about how the the comedy troupe doesn't even have any any females in it. You know, like wow. she was she was like trying to say something about you know. Um, about, about kind of what and, the status of what comedy is and and it, well you yeah, know Amy Poehler is yeah. a big a huge advocate for uh you know gender equality and also she's got that I think it's called Amy Poehler's Smart Girls or Girls Club she like is that, and she's great and I, I love her for women. doing that mm-hmm. but I think it was uh I think it just kind of created this contrast where seeing Pratt and seeing him in, in person after kind of what Amy did. Um, I realize that he's he's not that kind of guy, and I don't think he's going to be that kind of guy. He's, right. He seems like a really happy-go-lucky type. Kind of more like just kind of like more like a Jimmy yeah. Fallon, like just the guy that wants to have fun and everyone else to have a good time, kind of thing. 
Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm not a big Jimmy Fallon fan, so I don't know if I want that. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. That, uh, let, let, let's scrape the, let's, but, uh, let's scrape the Fallon barnacle off of the uh, Pratt cruise ship and move <laughs> forward. Uh, no, I mean he just. You know what? He seems just like he seems. He comes across just like a normal guy who kind of like won the lottery in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, like he doesn't. He, I don't know. Like he just seems like he'd be like a fun dude to hang out with and have a couple beers with. Um, and that's kind of what I took away from it. I mean, he yeah. was, he's pretty humble and he's, uh, obviously like super thrilled with the way his life's turned out. Um, he's had a pretty interesting one and, um, yeah, dude, I mean now, you know, get used to seeing him as a leading actor. Cause I think he's going to be getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. No, I mean, anyway, dude, I, really, I, probably... really, I really think the moon's the, li- I mean, skies, I mean, you know, stars uh-huh. are the limit for Chris star Lord. For Star Lord, right? Mm. So it'll be interesting mm. to see, uh, you know, what happens this year and in the years following. But I think, you know, it's safe to say that we're really fortunate that he ended up. There were so many other people considered for the Star Lord role. Um, you know, everything turned out great, and it seems like he was just the perfect guy for the role. And really he is. And like I said, I think next. I'm I'm excited to see what happens with this Jurassic park movie though i'm not i don't have high hopes for it uh i hope it doesn't like completely derail his uh, his career but i think he would be awesome in indiana jones and like i said i think he could he could be a he could kind of have a harrison ford type uh career um i don't know if he's like you know has the kind of range that harrison ford did but mm-hmm. i think he can do certain kind of like snarky characters really well uh in a comedic way and uh, I don't know if he can pull off dramatic roles as well. Um, but, yeah, the guy's huge. And uh, I think he's probably playing it safe at this point with how much he wants to present of his life. But, anyway, it was cool. It was cool seeing him. And uh, and I'm sure we'll be hearing more about that guy. Yeah. Well, you know what he needs to, to follow Harrison Ford's trajectory is a... Is a Let's hear it. It's a hoop earring in his ear. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's a little bit further down the line, right? Yeah. I mean, that's not... That was like Harrison Ford like at like 40 later in life. Yeah, maybe? like at 40. Yeah. We got like 20, 15, 20 years before we get there. It would be funny if his whole career was just remaking Harrison Ford. Yeah, like, he, like, like he's, he's going like, to be cast in Blade, Blade Runner. Runner after yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I was anyway, dude, I think we should wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, we're about almost an hour in. Um, anyway, that was uh, that was a good time. And next week we'll be uh, following up with any, any comic book movie news that comes yeah, out course. or any kind of big time news that happens in the comic world. And, um, and yeah, I guess we'll, uh, yep. we'll wrap it up. Yep. All right. Well, it's been great this All week. Right. Until next time, CBC Army, uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. Later, guys. Catch you guys next week. Have a good one. Take care.